Warning. This podcast contains spoilers. And uh, the next uh, film that we'll be talking about is the latest cinematic experience from wow. okay. master filmmaker wow, ganun, wow. Hoventan. <laughs> yeah. Suarez the Healing Priest. Napainom ng kapis yan. Mompo ba yan? Mompo. Pampano Pero um, this is a film. Ewan ko kung commissioned ba or anything by by the original guy. This is a biopic slash I don't know slash something um, about the healing priest uh, Uh, ano ba pangalan niya? Fernando ba yun? Basta Francisco? Uh, Fernando Suarez? Fernando. Kasi FPJ daw yung ano. O yan ha, pinunod ko siya. Diba? Fernando P. Suarez. <laughs> Ganon. Yan. So he's a priest who had a reputation for healing the sick. Na kahit na... Kahit, he even uh, allegedly uh, raised someone from the dead. And uh, this is a film that, I know, that chronicles his life. But also, um, I guess I'll start a, a little bit about my thoughts about the film. It also feels a little, kumbaga, defensive. Because this guy had a lot of, um, I don't want to say detractors, pero a lot of critics. Um, because he was embroiled in a lot of controversy. Um, including uh, embezzlement of funds. Uh, which included yung meron siyang papagawa sa ng statue ni Mama Mary, isang higanting statue ni Mama Mary. Tapos biglang wala, hindi nagmaterialize yon kahit na may pera siya and dinonatean na siya ng lupa na I think ng San Miguel Corporation. And the okay. other one is um, our allegations of uh, molestation and sexual misconduct um, towards very young boys. A uh, Charges of which were dropped by the Vatican be- shortly before he died, no. So, okay. yon yun yung context nito. He uh, he died in the alab playing tennis at the Alabang Country Club. So, siguro inatake sa puso or something. Oh nga daw. So, um, eto uh, Rafi who's just joined us yan. Um, what are your thoughts on Suarez the Healing Priest? Um, surprisingly, it's I feel like it's um Pan's cleanest film to look at. There are a lot of um scenes in the film that are well directed. I'll try to not spoil um the films as much as possible so that everyone else can look at it. Um I have a qualm with um films that are or biopics rather that are too I agree with you doc na masyado nga siyang defensive parang um it portrays the the lead character si Father Suarez as you know uh, a holier than thou human being mm-hmm. and I kind of didn't like that kasi um parang ano tinik away natin yung humanity niya parang masyadong goody two-shoes yung character niya parang unperfect parang masyadong ano masyadong idealized yung version ng character niya um hindi tayo nagkaroon masyado ng game dun sa narrative eh. parang pinakita lang natin yung nangyari sa 
buhay niya lahat ng mga experiences niya. And parang even with the, even with the issues and even with the conflicts that arose in the film, wala, wala tayong um, reason to gravitate to the character at all. Parang okay na yan. Ganun yung naging feeling ko dun sa film. Um, with John Arcelia's character, uh, because we all know that John Arcelia is a great actor, you know, as seen as seen in a lot of films like um, Hedera Luna, for example. I feel like in this film, hindi niya masadong na showcase yung acting chops niya. Mm-hmm. Um, masadong, I mean, he can do a stripped down um, character very well, but in in this film, parang masado siyang laid back, masadong um, monotonous. Siguro nga it's contributed by um, the screenplay na ganun nga yung takbo ng pelikula. So, doesn't really have much to gain. What I really wanna highlight or what I wanna stress out though is that yung, yung merong isang particular character dito um, portrayed by Dante Rivero. I feel like he's the standout of the film kasi nga, um, the way that Dante Rivero played the character, it all, it all went very smoothly. It all went very well. At saka, the dedication that he's shown to the craft, um, I feel like he's improving more and more on his acting, especially after um, kung paano hinihintayin that it happened two years ago. So, ayun. Uh, in terms of the direction or in terms of how the film went on, there definitely were a lot of um, directorial choices that were well-made. Uh, I try, iniiwasan kong mag, ano, magbigay na masyadong spoiler. <laughs> okay lang, um, actually. <laughs> Okay lang, spoil mo na. <laughs> Ayoko. Gito ang mapanood ng tao eh. Matay ba siya? Ha? Namatay ba siya? Yan ba yung spoiler mo? <laughs> Joke ba yun? Hindi naman. Charot. Parang yung mga Bonifacio film. Oh my God. Namatay pa rin sa dulo. Okay. I feel like um, Hoven Pan as, as a director um, from, from the films that he's made over the years, although I am admit, I admittedly haven't seen a lot. Siguro napanood ko lang talaga is yung Pare Mahal mo raw ako tsaka Otlo. I feel like he's improving more and more in his craft and siguro with enough time and enough experience. <laughs> Charot. Ano, mas, mas gaganda pa yung pagkakala. Ayun. Uh, gusto ko lang ding dagdag doon sa sinabi mo, Rafi, na uh, regarding John Arcelia na hindi niya na, na put out yung kanya acting chops. Kasi parang for a film tight, for a film about Father Suarez, a lot of the people, uh, parang he does not figure a lot in the movie as a character. Parang ang, ang main na nangyayari sa pelikula ay may mga taong pinag-uusapan siya Diba? Tapos, more or less yung, yung judgment nila, ay siguro wala namang ginawang masama si father, ganyan-ganyan, mabait naman si father, ganyan-ganyan. Pero the, the man himself, you, aside from, I guess, a few flashbacks, tsaka yung mga usap-usap niya with his, yung bishop ng archdiocese niya, wala kang, ano, wala kang matututunan regarding his character per se. You're, parang, parang nakikinig ka sa chismis about Father Suarez. Which right. I think is, ano eh, I think it's one of Hoventan's parang devices na ginagamit in the film. Kasi may part doon na, na merong reporter tsaka yung kanyang journalist friend na they're, go, they're setting up an interview with Father Suarez 
and then they're look they're all of the things that are being said here in this film parang fine frame it as parang observations on that and they're passing their judgments on those observations so right. parang may meta fictional i don't know whatever thing na pinapasok siya doon pero yun nga parang why bakit chismis lang yung nakukuha natin bakit hindi yung the words from the guy himself at may yun nga may spoiler alert Uh, regarding Father Suarez himself at the very end of the film. Tapos he does not, that character does not really do anything then. Right, I agree. And parang, yun lang. Eh, um, ako, I don't have, I, I can't judge the man himself. I mean, hindi naman ako pinagaling niya. Um, admittedly, I'm a skeptic. Parang, kunyari, parang, kung healing priest siya, bakit niya hindi hinili yung sarili niya bago siya mamatay? Pero, <laughs> Pero alam mo yun, I'm not gonna take uh, I'm not gonna take uh, people's belief in him away from them just because hindi ako naniniwala. Pero that said, sana the film could have done a better I mean the, the film isn't that bad, pero I, I I hope it could have done a better job than just framing him as this saint. Kasi we don't get to see all of the dimensions he has as a person. Why Why should I believe in him? I feel that this is a film directed more towards his believers than oh, people I, who... I agree. Yeah. Ano eh, than people skeptics, who uh, want to... Uh, than skeptics. Kasi this will not work on skeptics. But for people who already know Father Suarez, who believe in him, who has been healed by him before, you know, this might be a nice... Ano, it's very star-studded. Baka ma-enjoy nila to. Lang. And yun yung, yun yung main qualm ko, Doc, kasi ano eh, parang it takes away from the essence of of cinema, of filmmaking eh. Kumbaga, um, you know, even though um, cinema in and of itself is subjective, parang nawawala yung, yung, ano, yung, in a way, unbiased nature niya towards characters. Mm-hmm. Kasi nga, framed yung, yung person as, as this, as, ah, uh, as this godlike uh, you know uh, inexplicable type of person and one of the things yung ano hindi ko makalimutan nan for some reason lagi ako na remind din sa film is a film released two years ago by Adolf Alex na pinag-usapan niya in the in the, in the first part <laughs> si uh, yung pastor with um, Ipe and uh, Gina Alahar yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and but na appreciate ko ngayon yung pastor over uh-huh. Suarez the Healing Priest kasi with pastor kasi nakita mo yung journey ni uh, Philip Salvador um, kung paano siya um, tawag dito imperfect as a character uh-huh. gaano ka human yung character niya by nature um, na nag-start niya na nag-try na siya mag-reform there's, um, there's this road to reformation and that's through being a pastor and then eventually um, he goes back to Um, his evil roots because of the things that are going on with his family. Whereas with Suarez the Healing Priest, it's more, more or less a presentation of, of everything that he's done and despite all of the issues and all of the clamor surrounding his life, surrounding all of his actions, there's no proper resolution to really deal with, with the, these issues or problems. Because that's kind siya or whatnot. And that's fine um, if ever it's true kung ganun man nga yung nangyari. But then again, parang uh, in, in a world wherein everything is imperfect or imbalanced, uh, how, how, how exactly 
uh, sure are we that, that this character is like that, that this person in reality is like that. Uh, Manny, Nicole, any more thoughts about Su- Suarez before we move on to our next film? Uh, ayun. Uh, para siyang ano, obituary. Parang ganun na mm. ginawa tong film para magsabi ng good things. Pero uh, ang issue ko sa kanya, pinakamalaking issue ko sa kanya, wala siyang, wala siyang backbone, walang, walang structure. Pero dahil tingin ko hindi maayos yung script kung ano yung gusto niyang gawin. Kasi may mga moments na parang parang a day in the life of a priest, di ba? Parang nagkikwentuhan lang sila nung, nung bishop, si Dante Rivero. Tapos may part na parang nagdi-discuss siya nung about journalism, tapos may part na yung inside the, the Catholic Church na may mga issues din. Nakakali ko kaya yung mga, mga intergero na mga bishop na nagmi-meeting sila. So parang Uh, it's pro-Catholic, pero at the same time, nagtatry siyang magpasilip nung other side nung, nung simbahan. Pero sa dulo, hindi siya kasi parang gumuho, gumuho sa akin lahat. Parang andun yung tempo, okay, andun yung paiging toki, tapos sige, okay, tanggap lang yung paiging defensive. Parang uh, hindi na ako nag-expect na magpapaliwanag siya ng nung kabilang side, nung other other side ng issue. At uh, ayun nga, parang sa dulo, ano siya, nag, nag, nagwatak-watak sa akin. Hindi siya, hindi siya buo. Pero nakikita ko na may mga, may mga potential nga, may mga moment naman siya. Yun. So, yun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nicole, anything? Um, uh, agree ako actually sa sinabi niya, Manny. And um, siguro ang pinaka- uh, possible yung kung bakit hindi na maximize masyado is that parang ang least concern niya na is yung main subject itself. So sobrang hindi niya alam kung ano yung gusto niyang i-focus kay um, Father Suarez. Tinray na lang din niya kung ano-ano. And in the end, wala masyadong na-establish. Um, kahit yung approach niya na, yun nga, diba? most of the flashbacks, medyo MMK siya sa umpisa. And then nagtapon na lang din siya ng mga testimonials from... Ay- ayaw ni mga... Jim ng MMK, yeah. pero sige. <laughs> Ay magpakailan mo. <laughs> Ayan na. Oh my God. Chika ka. Ano ka. Ang hirap na sa title lang, ano, ang magpakailan man, ang haba, six segments. Ayan na nga. Ayan na nga. Ayan na nga. Sinasabi ko, di ba? Tapos, Um, ayun, so parang least pa siyang interest dun sa main subject niya. Though, siguro, um, ayun niya, um, overall, hindi naman siya horrible film. Hindi siya, hindi siya um, parang hindi ka naman mga hinayari sa kanya. Pero ang una ko talagang napansin is, ang dami niyang cast members. Like, parang three minutes na. So, I guess it speaks din sa, hindi ko alam, advocacy film ba tawag niya dito or malakas lang si event ang makakuha ng, pwede na siyang talent scout sa dami ng LPs na nakuha niya. Ano? Parang ano eh, mas matanging yaman times three yung level ng LPs niya dito. Hmm, actually, lakas niya maka-roll diba? eh. maka eh. Pati sa... Pati sa ano, um, hindi lang to yung first eh. Pati yung Damaso, madami din siyang mga... Ay, oo. Oh, oh, 
mga cast-cast. No? So, parang, parang ano nga niya yun? Somehow magaling ano siya mag... Robert Altman. Point, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Altman. <laughs> 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 <Yung> Pilipinas. <laughs> Ay, pero ano, uh, yung theme song si, ano pala yung kumanta, no? si Jan Arcelia. Tapos parang... Oh, okay. <laughs> yung reaction ni Jan. Pero naalala ko lang na naging nagsiteater din siya. Tapos before kasi hindi siya gumagawa ng musical until maisa yata siyang ginawa for Repertory Philippines which is yung Kiss of the Spider Woman na musical. Tapos, wala lang. Parang nung kumanta siya sa dulo, nasakita ko yung credits na si John Arcelia pala yung kumanta. Parang, oh, ano na rin. Okay na rin. Okay na. Let's move on to the next film. Um, it's a movie by Topal Lee titled Mang Kepweng, Ang Lihim ng Banda ng Itim. Okay? So, this is the second in an apparent trilogy na Mang Kepweng Returns featuring Vong Navarro. He's continuing his parang albulario work in that province or somewhere. Um, when he, parang he realizes na his powers are beginning to win, nawawala yung polka dots dun sa mahiwaga niya bandana. Uh, at the same time, a magical kingdom is under attack by a gang of bad people who have stolen a identical black bandana which has the power to cause diseases. So, um, it's up to Mang Kepweng and his band of merry friends to save the day. Yun. So, uh, ano, Manny, what did you think about uh, Mang Kepweng ang lihim ng bandana? Um, okay, okay lang siya. I mean, hindi naman siya ano ba? Hindi siya offensive. Offensive ba siya? Parang hindi naman siya offensive. Hindi ko naman siya nakitang ano, pangit. Ang sa akin lang, parang nahinayang ako ng yung mga ganyang fantasy films na pwede nating pwede natin siya kasing palalimin, pwede nating kuhaan ng inspiration yung, ano, yung current situation sa Pinas. Um, since naglagay na rin tayo ng dark forces and all, pero sana, ano, sana mas naging makabuluhan yung film kahit na mababaw. So, dahil dahil nga ganun, parang bumagsak ulit siya dun sa mga yung mga films na ayaw natin pag MMFF, di ba? Like yung mga Vice Ganda, um, Vic Soto. Parang biglang pumun- na bumagsak siya sa ganun. Kahit na parang may ano naman, may labor of love naman yung film. Mas maisa man yung mga CGI niya and all. Uh, and ayun nga, parang may, nakakatawa naman yung ibang eksena. <laughs> like yung inihian ni Benji para sa mga yung multo na madre, grabe, natawa ako <laughs> Tapos, yung yung paglalagay nung, nung polka da sa dulo. May mga, may mga moment naman siya na, na natawa naman ako ng konti. Tapos, uh, parang napansin ko nga na, parang napanood nila yung mga lumang mangkeping. Kasi parang ganun yung recollection ko doon sa mga. Huwag nyo na itanong kung kailan yung chiquito days na mangkeping. Pero parang ganun yung recollection ko ng mga, mga lumang chiquito or red ford white na parang mayroon pupunta sa, sa isang bahay, tapos may mga kung anong mangyayari doon, kailangan nila makatakas. Tapos parang na-capture naman siya dito sa Mang Kepeng na to. Uh, ayun lang, parang ayun, wala ko masyadong comments sa kanya. Uh, agree din, na-enjoy ko siya. Uh, hindi naman siya, parang it's, it's your usual parang friendly 
parang inoffensive MMFF films. Surprisingly, mas nagustuhan ko to kaysa doon sa unang Mangke Pueng ni G.B. San Pedro. Uh, ano eh, hindi ko ewan ko kung parang ano lang ba ako, wala ba ako sa mood nung pinanood ko yung una or what. Pero di ko alam, na-enjoy ko to. Tapos, um, meron namang motivations yung villain nung kwento. Although, para after nun, parang ano na nangyari, parang wala follow through. Pero yun lang. Um, okay naman. Mas, tapos yung okay lang yung parang costuming, production design, especially compared sa Magic Land na kakalabas lang din in this festival na iba, iba yung ano, iba yung level of attention to detail na binigay nila sa Magic Land kumpara dito. Pero yun. Yung, yung tanong, ano, Jacqueline Jose sa Makepe or Jacqueline Jose sa Magic Land? Mas, mas, nar- <laughs> mas naramdaman ko siya hey, sa, ano. Makepe yung siya na nominate. Oo oh, nga. Sa Makepe siya. Nga. Pero mas naramdaman ko siya sa Magic Land for some exactly, reason. Exactly. Diba? Kahit nakahiga siya. Diba? Kahit ano, in spoken word niya yung theme song nung ano, ng Magic Land. Yung pinaka natatandaan ko lang kay Jacqueline Jose dito sa Mangke, pwing yung, yung nagpanggap siya na, eh, hindi, may, may impostor na that took her form. Mm. Uh, y- yun lang yung natandaan ko scene niya na dito. Parang acting great, ganun. Oo, oh, yun lang. <laughs> Pero otherwise, parang huh, okay. Pero yun. Nicole, ikaw, ano, what are your thoughts about, ano, Mang Kepo? Actually, um, yun, may scenes na natawa ko. So, um, uh, the same in terms of, alam ninyo, implakado na niya kung ano yung, kung ano siya sa movie. Like, hindi siya, hindi siya pretentious na, yun nga. Pero, tama din si Manny na it could have been deeper at least. Or parang, he could have entered um, or inserted some parts na, na hindi na lang siya magiging uh, checkbox ng usual na ginagawa nila. Um, pero, yun, in terms of like, the checkbox itself, sobrang nakuha nila pati yung pagkakas ng mga sidekicks, yung pagkakas ng villains, ganyan. Um, alam na alam na nila, siguro uh, ang isang random lang na, na napansin ko is, Um, di ba ang leading lady ni Vong Navarro dito eh si, si Barbie Imperial. Mm-hmm. So, um, so medyo layo ng age difference nila. So, hindi ko alam kung bakit na pansin ko. Kasi baka nung patience ko yung poster, akala ko si Ritz Azul yung leading lady niya. Tapos hindi pala. So, um, na-weirdohan lang din ako doon. Inisip ko siya sa context ng... Excuse <coughs> me. Inisip ko siya sa context ng parang sa Hollywood na... Kaya sabi nila na how yung mga um, leading ladies is sobrang babata compared sa leading men. Tapos kung ito ko na parang, ah, medyo may ganun din dito. Pati doon sa coming home, diba? So si Jingoy at saka si um, Ara Arida na layo din ang age difference. So, um, yun. Yun yung main takeaway ko. Tapos, trilogy pala siya. So, magkakaroon ng isa pa. Um, Okay. Anong hindi sa MMFF? Pero, let's see. Yung bang una, MMFF yun? Hindi na. Parang hindi yata siya nakapasok. Hindi siya MMFF. Oh. Oh, really? Kasi pina- oh, oh. pinalabas nila agad ng January. Parang ganun. Di ba? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Doon siya sa 2016 nag-attend. Yung, yung kakaibang year, supposedly. Sila sa undebuting year. Oo. Oh. Mm, okay. 
Um, any more final thoughts before we move on to the best film in this festival? Ganan? Any last? Okay. So, um, let's go on to the highlight of our of this part of the you know? <laughs> uh, Altantay Spock Boys Takusa. Wah! Pero <laughs> yung pinakamahaba, di ba, na film? Yeah, at Two hours and three minutes of torture. <laughs> <laughs> the film is about uh, four serial philanderers. Actually, ganun ka-explain ka pa. Gusto ko na hindi niya kailangan. Gusto ko hindi na kailangan explanation. Baka kasi gumanda pa yung pelikula pag may synapses pa. Baka akala nila deep pa tong... So, four serial philanderers do their thing trying to have sex with as many women as they possibly can. Um, but one day, they meet uh, this girl, Natalie Hart, um, who has, who, na, ano, I think he's, he already has a boyfriend who is this crime boss. And, Gary Lim. See, Gary Lim, yun. And shenanigans ensue. Basically, yun lang yung plot. It's it's not really worth a lot of brain cells. But, uh, <laughs> ano, um, sige, sino gusto mag-volunteer? <laughs> ako na, ako na, ako po. Um, ah, kasi pinanot natin to, Doc, ah. kasama si Luwid, di ba? <laughs> ah, kasama tayo. Seryoso talaga yung first hour, piniis ko talaga siya. As in, talagang gusto ko siyang gusto ko maganap ng ano eh, ng positive things to say. Oo. Mm-hmm. Uh, meron naman, uh, ang ganda nung camera. <laughs> ganda nung camera ginamit nila. Um, nung camera? Ano, camera work? Or camera ni Jano dun sa photography thing niya? Hindi, yung camera work. Parang wala okay. na, ang ganda niya lang tingnan. <laughs> Oo, yun na. Okay. Um, ano ko, kasi I can't believe films like this still exist in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Ganon. Hindi, nakakaan lang, nakaka, wala akong nakuha, wala akong take away dun sa pelikula at all. Um, mm-hmm. But siguro, we should stop clinging on to misogynistic men. Hindi ko alam kung yun yung message ng pelikula, pero of course, with Alton Tice's work in the past, how sure are we? Um, um, tinatry niyang maging comedic Um, yung mga birada ni na Gerald Napoles, ni na um, Dennis Padilla and what not. Pero wala eh. It's not, it's not coming through eh. Kasi, you know, eh, parang sabi nga ni Nadine Lustre, ano, ano na? 2020 na. Like, wala pa rin ba improvement? Wala pa rin ba tayong um, uh, tawag dito, progreso dun sa type ng filmmaking na ganito? Parang stuck na siya dun sa idea na Um, it's just to please or entertain. Um, but again, the purpose of cinema is for you to get a purpose out of it. Uh, diba? Puro purpose. But parang wala, walang, walang sense. Parang nandun ka lang. And if you're supposed to entertain, sure. Pero somehow, entertain, you know, with with a goal. With a goal to achieve. Hindi lang yun nagpakita ka lang ng apat na utang inang maniak. Sorry. <laughs> Pardon my French. Yun. Wala, wala. Yun na yun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think ano eh, uh, 
di ba Altantay did um, yung film niya ng 2019, yung Sang Sangano, Sangano, Sanggago, Sangwapo. Oh, yun, yun. And I think um, based dun sa theater attendance, at least pumunta ako, at least marami-raming taong nanood nun. Talaga? So, hindi lang, lang nagme-makeout? Kumita siya, I think. Kahit pa paano. Kumita siya, um, kasi siya din, actually, um, if I'm not mistaken, kumita siya beyond their expectations. Kasi okay. siya din, yung schedule niya was yung before PPP, so may extended days. Parang, yeah. Di ba, weird yung, yung hindi Wednesday kasi nag-start yung PPP, parang Friday. Na oh, Friday. So, so may additional two days. Additional days po. O, tapos, um, ang alam ko, they um, maximize, uh, or na-maximize nila yung two additional days na yun. Mm-hmm. Kaya binalik pa siya, if I'm not mistaken, after PPP din. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, ah. So, marami na nun, usually mga matatandang babae, mga yaya, mga tandang lalaki, yung matutulog lang, naghihintay ng boss. Alam mo yun? Tapos siguro yung mga ibang tao din. So, yung may libreng sine. May libreng sine. So for some reason, ano eh, um, I think this is their attempt to make, to capitalize on that untapped audience of dinosaurs or whatever. Pero yun, uh, it, it really evokes this kind of humor na, na I think was very prevalent siguro nung 90s. As you know, as you may know, Altantay worked as director for TV uh, Channel 5's Tropan Trumpo noong 90s, di ba? So, mga ganitong klaseng humor. And nung bata ako, I live in a household na marami lalaki, puro lalaki, lalaki, ganyan. Tapos, kung makisit in ako minsan with them, mga tito kong, ayan, nag-aanohan, naglalaro ng, nagsusugal, ganyan. Yung mga jokes-jokes nila dyan, mga tipong gaya na mga nakikita mo with Altantay's film. So I guess I, I can kind of know where it's coming from. Pero looking at it from a standpoint na, yun nga, 2020 na guys, ano ba? Parang, yun nga, medyo weird. Kasi kahit yung sangga no, from 2019, although it's very, alam mo yun, very macho, very... Ano, very icky in its own way. Parang times two, times 2,000 itong bago. Kasi yung, yung basic premise, what goes on for more than two hours in this film is one of the four people, mga pakboys, they will try to cheat on their wives with another woman. Sometimes two of them on with the same woman. Sometimes one of them with more than one woman. And then, mauhuli sila sa akto ng kanilang asawa. Tatawag, mag-walk into, oh, anong ginagawa mo dyan? Tapos parang, gagawa siya ng excuses. Ay, ano, ano lang, check up ko lang to si, ganyan. And, and ayun, papatatawarin siya or something, or it, it, wala na nangyari. And it goes on for two hours. It's the same joke repeated for two hours. Kaya, even if you don't necessarily, you know, find this morally abhorrent as most people probably will. Sobrang repetitive niya at wala siyang, wala siyang substance at all na parang anong point nito? Parang gusto niya niyang mag-joke na isa for two hours. You could have done this in less time then. Pwede itong maging short film eh. Kahit na isang instance na lang or ayun. Parang, and it could have been, I don't know if I can say better, but it could have been something else. 
to be fair naman, may parts ako na natawa ako. Alin uh, doon? Yung, yung sa ngipin? Hindi. No, shut up. Pa-ending na siya eh. Basta it's one of the jokes that does not involve uh, philandering. <laughs> Yun. Um, pero other than that, ano, wala akong nakuha sa kanyang anything. And uh, yun nga, sana Raff, sa agree ako kay Raffi, kung gagawa man sila ng ganito, parang guys naman, guys naman, yun lang, guys naman. <laughs> um, siguro ang, mas, ang pinaka-offensive pa dito is aware sila dun sa um, insensitivity ng humor or na ano, pero um, in, it stops there. Parang they wear it as if it's a badge of honor. Um, yun yung mas nakakainess mo doon na parang um, hindi pa enough na explicitly uh, nananadya yung humor nila. They go on and be defensive about it pa by saying na ganito dati, ganyan, or parang hindi yung humor na to nag-work siya before. Um, there's a reason why hindi na siya mag-work now and dapat hindi nag-work now. So, um, sana uh, yun. Yun yung feeling ko mas nakaka-trigger doon sa movie. Kasi um, aside dun sa mga uh, anti-women yeah. na punchlines nila, may mga anti-suicide punchlines, ay, anti-suicide punchlines din sila. So parang alam mo yun, they, they really make it a point to be offensive. Um, and then um, and then they know that they're, um, that that's exactly what they're uh, targeting. So mas nakaka-trigger siya on top of na two hours plus nga siya. So, um, sana, ano, sana hindi, ewan ko, sana hindi ito successful enough para hindi na mag, um, magkaroon ng isa pa. Pero, um, who knows, baka naman din kasi hindi siya high-budgeted hindi para for them to turn out another one. Pero, yun, yun yung nakakainis sa kanya. Sobrang nag-stick out siya like a store fam sa line-up na to. Mm-hmm. Only because it's definitely the most offensive of all the entries. Mm-hmm. Parang, parang yun nga yung bigger question, eh, no? bakit siya nandun? Bakit siya, <laughs> bakit siya na-select in the first place? I mean, sa script ba? Hindi uh, niya nakita na maging offensive siya. And tapos sa production, wala man lang bang, wala man lang bang na-offend sa ginagawa na lang pelikula. Parang on top of that, even yung yung hindi nila nakuha si Anna Rosas dun sa lahat ng eksena sa beats. Parang napaka-incompetent din nung, nung the whole stretch na yon Parang isang part na nakaharap, tinakpan talaga siya ng sombrero sa mukha. Sa malaking sombrero yung nakakover sa kanya. Para lang magawa ng paraan, parang uh, okay. Parang do we, do we deserve this? this Parang ngayon. Sino bang hindi makakapansin na no, wala si Anna Rosas dun, sa, dun sa, sa beats? Wala lang, parang... Ang daming ang daming pagkakada pa nung film. Parang hindi na siya hindi na siya umaangon parang ganun. Parang oo oh, eh no. Parang kahit na anuhin mo siya, parang walang effort din ish. Oo, kung hindi parang even yung filmmaking napaka-lazy parang ganun. Yeah. So anyway, let's go on to um, The Boy Foretold by the Stars by Dolly Dulu. Oh, may um, boy rin. Okay. Yan. So it's about this um high school ba sila or high school sila no? Mukhang high school. Yeah. Um, these two high school boys, Dominic and Luke, um, who meet each other at a religious retreat. So, if anyone has gone to a Catholic school, yun, ano, na, na, malamang na-experience yun na ito. Pupunta kayo, ano, go-overnight kayo. 
um, and they meet each other. They uh, Dominic falls in love with Luke, and he is also trying to see if Luke fits a prophecy given to him by a fortune teller played by Iamina, who tells him that the yung parang magiging soulmate niya will be based on these particular tinigyan clues. So, ayan. Uh, siguro, Jim, ikaw, um, what can you say about The Boy Foretold by the Stars? Ang light nung atake dun sa film. So, um, they proudly, ano eh, um, gumagad din nila, nila yung uh, label na the first BL movie nga na nagawa, di ba? Although, kasi ang pagsabi mong BL, ayan, ayan yung mga shaky-shaky na ano eh, na tawag dito na stand regarding BL kasi nag ano pa rin siya nagpo-fall pa rin siya with the the gay ano eh, gay category of films ba diba? and ang nagustuhan ko pa dito uh, magaling yung both actors sina Adrian Dendayag and Ian Johnson ganun pero mm-hmm. kasi ako dito mas na-impress ako with Ian Johnson well magaling naman talaga si ano si Adrian Dendayag and napakaganda na merong representation ng fam or fem no? sa sa film ang na-impress kasi ako kay Ian Johnson dito is siya yung nagdala ng balance dun sa dun sa portrayal nila both ni ano ni Adrian Lindaya and nakakatuwa because for me ah, I believe na yung ganitong klase ng pelikula is parang nagte-take risk or gamble yung producer kasi hindi mo alam kung tatanggapin talaga siya ng tao. And ang nakakatuwa doon ay nakikita naman natin sa mga posts sa social media na warm yung reception ng tao regarding the film. And yun, maganda yung pelikula. And ano pa ba, even the soundtrack itself, maganda rin. Maganda yung, yung soundtrack. Actually, malaking factor yung soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Diba? Yes. Para doon sa buong film. Ang nakita ko lang siguro na makukomment ko since ako kasi I was able to experience to attend yung mga Ooh. religious retreat. Kala <laughs> ko ano? Kala ko may Kian, Kian Johnson ka. <laughs> Ay, sana. Hindi mo anong sana. Ang ano ko lang doon, napansin ko lang doon, kasi diba there's a scene na kinalikan ni Luke si Domin. Tama ba? Si Luke si ano diba? Si Kian Johnson. Yeah. Si Luke. Uh, hinalikan ni Luke si Dominic. In Uh, real setting, may magre-react na doon. <laughs> Hindi pwedeng walang makapansin noon because that's very, ano, um, for a conservative, let's say conservative Christian or Catholic um, retreat, may bantay dyan eh. Merong adult. So, kailangan ano yun, kakausapin yung dalawa because that will cause questions dun sa mga attendees na bakit inaalaw yung ganong ano, um, actions, gano'n. And then... Mukhang uh, experience nga to. <laughs> Ay, nakabasabay nakabasaba, gano'n ako experience eh. Pero... Ayan na nga. Ibang story. Ibang story yun. Pero, hindi naman. Hindi naman nakahuli. Kaso, ano tawag dito na issue? Pero, well, nalinaw namin yun kasi older naman sa akin yun eh. Roommate ko lang during that time na we had that retreat. Diba? Parang question lang kasi bakit daw ako yung pinili na roommate na dapat hindi pwedeng mamili ng roommate. Kaso kasi kami, we know each other a lot and then sinabi rin naman nung, ano, nung kasama ko na better na na si Jim yung kasama ko kasi kung hindi si Jim yung kasama ko, baka iba yung mangyari. 
or may mm. temptation na baka mag-duel siya doon. So, nung ano yun, na-issue kami because pinili niya ako. Tapos yun, masama. Eh, well, eh. Pinili Umabot hanggang keso niyong buhok mo. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Charo. <laughs> Hindi, matanda sa akin yun. Ano ba kayo, guys? Hindi... Old school? Paano 60 years old yata? Or 50 something? Ah, 60 years old? Akala. Oo, oh, oh, yung kasama ko. Hindi naman. Sus, parang samingan sa team. <laughs> Akala. Lolo mo na ako. Lolo mo na ako. Ganyan. Tatay mo na ako. So, oo nga eh. Mga to naggagawa ng mga issue. Ganun. So, ayun. Katulad, di ba yung... Although iba siya ng ano, pero yung mga ganong... Lalo na yun, di ba? In The Boy Foretold by the Stars na... Mm-hmm. very ano siya very obvious na naghalikan so may magre-react diyan ah, may may naalala akong film no yung kay Adolf Alex yung Four Days yes yung panila uh... Mikoy Morales and ano um Sebastian Castro inexplain kasi yung eksena na naghalikan sila sa ending tapos iba nasa UP sila and then hindi nag-react yung mga tao because alam naman natin that UP as an institution may freedom diyan di ba na okay sa kanila LGBT. But in a religious setting, lalo na dito sa Philippines, conservative pa rin or may double standard. So, I think yun yung major takeaway ko lang na parang bakit walang nag-react doon sa ano, doon sa part na yun na nag-alikan. Pero yung mga halikan, pinapakita na ano, parang walang tao doon sa area. So parang in the middle of the night. Diba? Diba, diba pa lahat ng halikan? Tama ba? I mean, wala namang meron. halikan na meron meron na sa public. Yung... Hindi sa, sa public, kumbaga yung di ba yung may ano sila sa light and then may mga attendee na iba. Napansin ah, okay, mo yung eksena na yun. May attendee na iba. Okay. Nakakasama na partner. Sabi ba? Ang dami nila, hindi sila nag-react doon. Okay. So, yun. Actually, yun yung actually di ko rin siya napansin. Ito yun. Ay, okay. yun. Um, Rafi, ikaw, your thoughts about this uh, The Boy Foretold by the Star? Ano, sobrang... Ano niya lang, sobrang pure. It's a very pure and it's a very honest film. Dama mo yung passion eh, nung, nung, nung entire work. Um, alam mo na every single scene is, is handled with so much depth, with, with so much precision, to the point na, um, you know na, ano, all through and through, napaka, ano niya lang, napaka formulate nung, nung romantic story nila. Pero what I loved about the film so much is yung pagkakakreate ng character ni Adrian Lindayag. I mean, how often do you see effeminate gay roles in both film and TV these days, especially in Philippine TV? Madalas kapag um, effeminate gay role, um, sidekick, madalas... Um, ano lang sila, um, for comic timing, for humor. Pero dito, siya yung lead, siya yung, siya yung heart and soul of the film na um, tawag dito na nakita mo yung story na kung paano siya nagmahal, um, kung paano niya na-identify yung sarili niya. And sobrang nakakatuwa na um, this film was created Um, all through and through, kahit na siguro may, may marami ka mapupuna about the, the narrative, pero hindi mo siya mapuna kasi dama mo lang siya. It's a film that weighs more on the emotional quality of it rather than the cinematic quality of it. Pero it just so happens that the cinematic quality of it is just as good as its emotional quality. Um, agree ako kay ano, 
kay kay Jim na um kasi many people already know Adrian Lindayag and I don't know Kian Johnson. I think this is the first film that I remember from him. Um ang siguro my major quibble ko lang dito is 'di ba nga kapag BL um or the way it's portrayed madalas ano um how do I say it again? Madalas villainized villain villainized antagonized ang babae. Dito kasi meron pa rin ganun uh, with the character of Karen. So um siguro uh, in a way yun lang naman yung yung ano ko yung quibble ko sa film pero again um sobrang ano niya lang sobrang light niya lang panoorin and parang sabi nga nung kaibigan ko na si Jayla kanila para siyang belong sa Catholic school cinematic universe along with the lines of Lady Bird ganyan um yung yung pagdiscover mo ng sarili mo um in a um, what you call this in 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 that setup in a Catholic school setup and whatnot um and nakatuwa kasi ano ang yung pinaka irony ng film kasi de ba is may retreat siya de ba and madalas ang ang mga bakla um portrayed siya as tal dito sin uh, someone who commits sins kasi nga um you know homosexuality is perceived as a sin pero in the in the sense sila pa yung nag-organize ng nung retreat <laughs> so ayun na, nakakatuwa lang na ano nga na um even though there's an irony parang in a way may progress siya and i've always said to many of my friends na i am a firm advocate of progress over perfection and this film captured that na we're miles and miles away from perfection but there's always progress in everywhere we see um and progress can be seen even through love you know love as a verb and yon napakita yung love as a verb yung yung structure ng love as a verb through the love story of um Kian Johnson and um Adrian Lindayan meron pala ako idadagdag kasi <laughs> nabanggit na ni Rafi no so ang maganda pang part dito sa um the boy foretold by the stars kasi nakita natin na yung character ni Adrian Lindaya kahit na fam or effeminate diba nakita natin na yung searching siya in spirituality aspect ganun hmm. and total nabanggit mo na yung ano Catholic Cinematic Universe another film siguro na pwede nating ma-associate although malayo no is yung Billy and Emma kasi may ganun may ganung part na parang oh, okay naalala ko yung Billion Emma with ano, The Boy Foretold by the Stars. Ayun so, lang, yun lang dadagdag ko. Ayoko nang excited masyado. <laughs> Ayun. Um, any more? Any more thoughts from the floor? Nicole or Manny? Parang may sasabihin si Nicole. Ah, Nicole. Yung <laughs> <So, in your, laughs> favorite MMF niya. So, go ahead, Nicole. Ah, <laughs> uh, hindi. Pero, uh, oo, ito, ito yung favorite ko dun sa, sa lineup. Siguro kasi very, um, as mentioned, very pure. Um, it wears its heart on its sleeves. And um, sobrang refreshing niya lang. I think um, stand out siya kasi then in a way na it's not a template MMFF movie. So in, in that aspect, sobrang um, it's more refreshing. Um, well, obviously, alam natin lahat na sine Filipino dapat siya until na-postpone and then nag-risk sila for MMFF. And um, sabi ka nga, it, it could not have gotten a better and bigger platform than the MMFF. So, um, so I'm happy to 
empathy, um, its inclusion sa lineup, um, uh, the response that it uh, that has been getting. Um, actually, pag pag dinaiset mo yung pelikula, uh, most of the comments ay um, na parang criticism or close to criticism so it could have been deeper or could have uh, had more depth. Pero ako, I think the way that it was done perfectly encapsulates yung, yung sweet joy, young love itself. Like, hindi naman pa talaga siya ganun ka-deep or hindi pa siya um, like even yung um, existence no um, girlfriend as a third party um, even that feeling ko pag nandun ka sa age nila ng high school ganun pa rin ganun pa naman talaga yung setup no no conflict ng mga characters so uh, sobrang underrated ng screenplay nito it's very easy to dismiss kasi nga it's formulate um, it it follows um a one two three format ng mga um scenes na dapat nandoon pero i think it's also part of the um charm ng movie is that it didn't uh, really go na sobrang deep than what it just um wants to show kasi nga meron din siyang well they're promoting it as the first BL movie so um so i hope um with that sobrang satisfied ko sa film. And uh, again, yeah. Yun yung, ito yung favorite movie ko sa, sa line-up this year. Yun. Uh, final words before um, we move on to the final <laughs> Okay. Uh, ay nasabi niyo na naman lahat ng magaganda dun sa film. And I, I agree. Agree naman ako dun. Pero idadagdag ko lang na uh, siguro yung, yung best part for me is yung, yung mga millennials dito parang they are depicted as ano, very independent. Uh, may, hindi sila tanga, nag-iisip sila, nakaramdam sila pero nag-iisip sila at uh, kaya nilang bumangon from it without any help from like Yayo Aguila character or Irma Adlawan character. Kung napansin nyo parang walang, walang, walang parents, diba? wala siyang eksena na kakausapin nyo yung parents or meron. Hindi ko matandaan eh. Si Kian ba may, may nanay dun sa film? Hindi ko masyado matandaan. Pero parang the whole movie nakapokus dun sa sa kanila, yung sa depiction ng, ng pure love and all. And ang nakita ko pa isang brilliant sa kanya, yung the way, the way it ended, di ba? Parang hindi niya tayo dinala dun sa prom night. Hindi niya tayo dinala dun sa dulo na uh, isisete lahat. Kasi parang nag, natapos siya na, na feel good. Pero I alam agree. mo na it's not over. Parang tatanda sila, magmamature sila. Uh, tuloy lang yung journey. Ano mayayari dun sa prom night and all. So parang yung yung part na yun na na-capture niya yung yung pagiging clueless kung saan pupunta, kung saan ka, yung, yung, youth, yung youth mo saan pupunta. Uh, yun yun. Parang ang ganda na na-capture nung, nung part na yun dun sa movie. And uh, ano pa mong dadagdag ko? Ayun lang. Gusto ko rin siya. Gusto ko rin yung film. Sana... Sana naman din, ay sorry, sana mapansin ng YCC or the Young Critic Circle ang paired performance ng leads. Hmm. So sina ano yun, um, Adrian Lindayag and Ian Johnson. Oo, ang galing nila. Hmm, ako din, I agree. Kung nanalo siyang best, kung si Adrian Lindayag nanalong best actor sa, ano, sa MMFF like awards, okay lang ako doon. Actually, 
mas okay pa siguro ako doon kaysa kay Paolo Avellino. As much as nagustuhan ko yung performance mas, niya. Masaya. Hmm. Ako din, same. <laughs> Sa akin, I, I, either din ako. Ako, either. Either, either or. Either or. Yeah. Anyway, yun. So, let's go to our last film. Save the best for last. It is Antoinette Hadaones Fangirl. Um, this film swept all, almost all, if, if not all of its awards at the at the MMFF Awards ceremony. Uh, and we'll be, you know, we'll be having a dedicated episode for that uh, later down the line. But for now, um, let's talk a bit about it. Um, it's about Jane, this uh, young schoolgirl, high school girl who, uh, who sneaks uh, on board Paolo Avellino's truck as he goes on to a secluded location. And there, she learns more about her idol than she probably wants to. Ganon. <laughs> to say it lightly. So, ayun. Um, siguro, sh- my short thoughts lang on Fangirl is, yeah, I, li- I like it very much. Um, I'm not sure if it's my favorite Hadaon, eh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm still, my, my, my still my favorites are Never Not Love You and, um, Lilia Kuntapay, and then this one. But, um, yeah, I like it. It's it's more allegorical than, than you know... Anything not, else, no? Parang, anything else. Yun talaga siya. Oh, yun talaga siya. Kasi there, I read um, several parang criticisms of the movie that um, yung question nila is why didn't it explore yung, yung, um, ano, yung, yung property of fandom to ano property of fandom to band together, form groups. Kasi parang si Jane is a, ano eh, is a, um, parang siyang lone wolf siya, kumbaga, in terms of fandoms. Um, which, ay, yun nga, the, 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 the idea that this allegorical alludes to, yun nga, kaya siya nag-iisa. And of course, story-wise, wala siyang signal dun sa lugar, kaya, alam mo yun, she's working alone. And sa pangalan niya herself, Jane, Jane is parang Jane Doe. It could stand for anybody, any woman, di ba? So parang this is every woman learning um, her place in society, learning not to depend on men, basically, or not to wag maging bulag-bulagan towards um, figures dahil iniidolang lang natin sila. And a bit of that parang, of course, the most obvious similarity siguro, especially in local cinema, is Lino Brocas 1980 film Bona no starring Nora Nor. Um it certainly the similarities are there pero um I think personally you know Bona is leans more than towards yung paano hinulma yung mga kagaya ni Bona na para may gusto itayin ni Broca yata at least in my opinion yung parang religious um yung parang religiosity natin at kino-conflate natin yung Diyos sa mga sa mga tao na hindi naman dapat Diyos. Meaning... So yung nasa reno yung umpisa, di ba? Yung oh, opening Di ba? Nasa, nasa ano siya eh, Nasa procession siya, ganyan. Hmm. Tapos, she she devotes her everything religiously to this two-bit player na na hindi naman siya leading leading man, ganyan. Pero yon Pero he, she still devotes everything to him. In contrast, dito si Fangirl, Paolo Avellino is Paolo Avellino. He's one of the most recognized leading men siguro ngayon. 
lalo na sa mga young people, no? So, and there's a there's a different kind of admiration. Yung tipong si Bo naman, she wants to live with yung the object of her obsession. Ito naman si Jane, she there's a may may desire na na ano din, mas mas labas yung ano, yung kumbaga carnal na pagnanasa. Ganun nga, ganun. Na gusto niya ring she wants to possess some of that that parang um, yung iniisip niya na parang divinity or whatever na na, na inexude ng kanyang idol. So that's why parang sexually is very attracted to him. Pero yun, uh, I like how it turned out. I like, I like how it played out. I mean, yung symbolism is not very hard to not see. Parang there are posters of a particular guy everywhere in the movie. I don't have to look very far. So, ano eh, it's yun. Um, may naisip ako, can we talk about the extended rape scene? Which one? Yung, ano, yung near the end? Ah, uh-uh. Yeah, sure, like, go. Kasi, ano, hindi, um, I wanna know your thoughts, guys, kasi um, it's one of the, uh, the parts of the film that, um, naman, I, I'm not sure if it even became a controversy, pero it became one of the reasons why a lot of um, reviewers and a lot of um, film enthusiasts thought that the Um, the film is more or less contradicting itself. Because uh-huh. diba, the film attacks misogyny and attacks um, these systems. And then eventually you see this exact opposite through the, you know, the rape scene. What, what do you think, guys? I, I wish we had a female's perspective here. Sana hindi uh-huh. si princess. Uh-huh. Eh, no? Pero unfortunately, yun nga, tayo-tayo lang muna. Saka nagustuhan ni Princess din, di ba? Sinasabi yeah. niya last time. Oh. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. Sa in- inisip Uh-oh. ko lang noon, parang yung yung part ng narrative is ano, uh, ma-exhaust yung mga natitirang paghanga niya dun sa sa idol. Parang parang yung rape is parang yun na yung peak. Parang yun na yung pinakadulo na yun yung wala na. Wow, parang wala na. Wala ka nang mapipigang maganda dun sa Pending idol. Point. Parang, oo, pwedeng, pwedeng offensive yung pwedeng mapag-usapan. Pero at the same time, pwede ko siyang i-take na may gustong basagin yung pelikula, di ba? Parang, I, I feel na aware naman yung director na pwede siyang maging pag-usapan. Pero part of the narrative, kailangan niyang i-push yun, kailangan niyang makarating doon, kailangan niyang basagin yung mold na yon just to make a point ako yun yung nakita ko mm-hmm. agree ako doon sa agree ako doon sa sinabi ni Manny kasi parang um ang ang parang major observation naman ng ng movie talaga ko ng mga tao na nanood it's it's a it's a statement the, the movie is trying to make a statement so um feeling ko yung scene na yun is a part of um showing or pushing or emphasizing the statement further na parang hanggang saan ka ba nadali ng pagka-fan mo. Mm. And um, it's, a, it's a very clear um, uh, na part nung, of, of them showing the statement. Um, in, in general, I'd say Fangirl is a, it's a movie I respect more than I actually like. Um, and and Part of it is because nga, it's very clear with the statement that it's um it's trying to show or parang pinakita and um so ako hindi personally hindi siya sa akin it's a, it's a non-issue um na pick up ko siya I, I get siguro kung bakit others did, um will find um 
some confusion or um uh, na medyo contrast mm-hmm. siya sa gusto pero sa akin medyo mali- malinaw naman siya na na yun 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 din kasi yung napansin ko na parang sandali parang after those yung mga di ba yung mga scenes na pinakita and then may biglang hala nagkaroon na ng sodomy or yun nga parang I also connected it to misogyny nga because uh, bakit kailangan gawin ng character ni, ano, ni Paolo Avellino yung ganung part when in fact may mga bagay na siya na tinake advantage kay Jane. Kaso napaisip din ako because sa earlier scenes ng film merong part kasi na pinakita na si Jane ay may early sexualization. Yun yung part na nakita niya si Paolo Avellino na nakikipag-sex. And then suddenly pumunta siya sa room and then uh, nagkaroon siya ng self-pleasure or um ini-imagine niya na na ano nga rin siya ni Paolo Avellino, ba? So, although um pangit naman sabihin na parang Jane uh also pushed uh, Paolo to do that. However, hmm. kasi dun yung medyo naging issue ko doon was that yun nga, parang kahit sabihin natin na dun sa eksena na yun may part na tempting pero tawag dito yung consent and she kumbaga 16 years old and then ganun yung nangyari. Kaso yun nga, mali, uh, yun nga yung binabanggit din I agree with ano with Manny and um, Nicole no na may binabanggit talaga yung pelikula, may statement uh-huh. yung pelikula na hanggang saan mo iidoluhin yung tinitingala mong artist na diba? Curious ako, no? curious din ako din kasi parang yung napanood kong ano, isang talkback. Uh, parang hindi niya yata alam na may eksena ng ganun. Kung mm. kung yun nga yung kung yun nga yung eksena na sinasabi niya. Ah, okay. So parang doon dun na lang dinalaman. Siguro para ma-capture yung ano yung reaction. Pero hindi so, confirm ba kasi parang hindi nila binanggit yung actual scene. Pero tingin ko yun yung minimi nila na eksena. Um yun lang. And in siguro idadagdag ko lang na nakikita ko na mahirap siyang gawin. Mahirap i-film, mahirap i-direct. Ah. Mahirap itawin. So parang nakita ko naman yung yung ginawa nila doon. Tapos napalabas na si MMFF. Parang doon sa opposite na ayaw natin na merong fuckboys sa MMFF. Ito naman parang, ito yung parang dapat na, na nandito at nakakatuwa na nasa MMFF siya. Tapos napapanood ng mas maraming tao. And hopefully, hindi ito tungkol doon sa prosthetics and all. Parang... Uh, kundi yung bigger picture nung yung big picture nung film sana sana makuha nila in, in my opinion though ano i, I agree with what kuya mani and um nicole ah, said yes at kasi ano eh hindi tito okay Ay. okay na yung kuya okay na okay. <laughs> <laughs> omg yun eh kasi ano ta dito siguro maano kasi napanood din to ni ano ni Jim saka ni, ni doc um nung september naalala niyo yung beginning ni Dea Kubem Gashvili, yung Georgian film na pinanood natin sa Toronto. Yes! yes. Uh, so, remember, like, towards the middle part of the film, meron yung, like, five-minute long or oh. five, seven-minute long rape scene mm. with a lead character. So, yun yung reason kung bakit parang ang tagal kong nag-isip about this film kasi I, I saw it last, no, no November pa sa Tallinn. Tapos, pinanood ulit siya sa, ano, sa MMFF. Kung baga, Yun yung, yun yung reason kung bakit parang pinag-iisipan ko kung ano yung um, purpose niya or what. Kasi parang 
yun yan, it veered away from um, what you, you'd expect from the film. Pero it made me realize this time around na I think this is Hadaune or Antoinette Hadaune um, at her strongest or at her bravest you know, to attack such a system and to portray something. Although, to some people, yun yung magiging polarizing factor dun sa film kasi um, a lot of people would um, think na it's too misogynistic, it's too gratuitous. But then again, with all of the, um, what do you call it, with the context surrounding uh, the characters of Jane by Charlie Dizon portrayed so well and so amazingly, and Paolo Avelino as well, um, parang it's a necessary way to, to conclude um, all of the struggles that Jane had to go through. Kumbaga, yung adon towards the end, diba? she's a changed person. She's a changed woman because of her experiences with Paolo Avelino's character. Na, yun yan, that would make you agree with the tagline of the film, the never meet your heroes, never meet your idol. Na dapat hindi nga sinasamba yung mga tao just because. Yun. Um, I think with the film itself, um, napaka-tapang niya in the sense na nagawa niyang i-connect din yung system in a way to our current situation in the sense na meron tayong mga um, taong sinasamba regardless if it's um, in the film industry or sa government or in the office or wherever we are. And then, you know, eventually you realize na, you know, eto ganito siya na eto yung tao na to but at the same time at the end of the day we shouldn't be blinded by um the things that um you know that makes us idolize these people um na dapat um we know when to draw the line and when we should hold them accountable for the actions that they do and i think that's what fangirl um gravitates on very well yeah in my opinion parang siya yung mas naglean on ako towards than Boy, pero both films are um, amazing and well crafted in their own right. So yeah. Kasi parang pinakita nga na parang before yung ending, hindi na hindi nagiisip si Jane, eh, di ba? Hindi siya nagiisip. Parang yun dulo lang talaga. Which is yun palang parang that alone parang ang gandang ang gandang statement. Kaya hopefully nakarating nakarating sa tao yung yung part na yan. At saka hindi ako makaget over kay Charlie Dizon. Ang, I, she really is the MVP for um, Filipino films in 2020 after Four Sisters Before the Wedding and Fangirls. Uh, speaking of, no, yun nga, you said Four Sisters Before the Wedding. Kasi yung character ni Charlie Dizon doon, ibang-iba sa character niya sa Fangirl. Siya yung, mm-hmm. siya yung younger na ano, na na Tony Gonzaga doon sa film na yun. Eddie so, talaga. Eddie, tapos parang iba-iba talaga yung acting niya. Wala lang nakakapagawa. Tapos parang sabay daw, di ba? Parang sabay niya yatang ginagawa. Minsan, ano, uh, ang hirap daw bitawan yung character. Parang gusto, gusto niyang ma-execute na agad yung mga kasunod na eksena yata. Kasi bago niya bitawan para gawin naman yung sa kabila. So yun lang. Ano talaga siya? Magaling siya. Magaling siyang bata. Um, for me, um, yung fangirl kasi diba lagi siyang ina-associate with Bona or bitming walang ningning. Mm-hmm. Makapuso. Um, <laughs> ano ba siya? Sinisingit na nam. <laughs> Nawawala tuloy ako. Anyway. Go, go, go. Uh, mayroon kasing isang film na somewhat gusto ko, gusto ko siyang i-associate with fangirl. Although different naman yung story. Yun yung 
activities or sinag Maynilas, he who is without sin. Kasi diba itong two films na ito, pinakita yung mm-hmm. ano yung fanaticism. Diba? Although, yes, uh... iba, iba yung treatment ng dalawang pelikula. However, pinakita kasi dun sa dalawang pelikula on how tayo ng no, mga Pilipino, uh, paano tayo humahanga diba, with celebrities to the point na minsan to the extent no, gag- gagawin natin and tatanggapin natin kung ano yung ginagawa ng idolo natin. And ako, I hope na since Charlie Diso napapansin na siya, di ba, na magaling, I hope makakuha pa siya ng magagandang projects, no? I'm sure naman. <laughs> o, basta, no? Mga kapamilya, nakakaano naman niya, nakakuha ng... Ah, ganun! Ganun pala yung usapan, no? Ito! Ito! <laughs> Sama ka sa amin palagi, Manny. Ngayon <laughs> ba may buwabasag kay Jim? Parahan portion tayo. Ano to? Parahan portion. Kainis. Pero ang ganda nung ano, description ni Isa Calzado sa kanya. Diba? Parang yun daw yung recommendation di, from Isa Calzado. Parang yung... Sinabi niya kay Tonet is uh, she makes a solid eye contact. Di ba? Parang ganun yung description ni Isa Calzado. Yes. Kaya siya napili for the uh, to audition. Ano yan? Hindi ko siya maalala sa pandango. Hindi ko siya maalala sa pandango. Parang associated siya kay Mercedes Cabral, di ba? Tapos siya yung tumulong towards the end. Kay ano? Kay, kay Isa Calzado na makatakas. Ay, hindi ko pa na ito napanood. Sinimalaya ito, no? Sinimalaya. Sinimalaya. Ah, okay. Oh, it's good yung sinabi ni Rafi kanina na ano, kailangan maging critical dun sa mga rape scene. Di ba? True, true, true. Maganda yun. Magandang practice yun. Oh, parang imagine mayroong era na ano, yung mga massacre movies na parang even yung rape scene is parang ano, part ng paghubad, di ba? Parang ginagawang... Yes! Ginagawang titillating scene. Oo, parang hindi ko ma-imagine mm-hmm. nagkaroon tayo ng period sa ga- na, na ganoon sa Philippine cinema. Uh, yun lang, nakalungkot. Oo nga yung Oh well, same lang. So, dapat sobrang pilingpili yung time and place if you want to do this. And if if you do it, if you don't do it properly, ang pangit ng labas. Yun lang. It's really something that uh, you know, people should consider. Especially um, yung mga rape scenes kasi um, pag dito, gaano ba ka-relevant ang rape scene or yung sex scene rather or in general sa pelikula and paano siya nakaka-contribute dun sa narrative dun sa actors and meron ba siyang message na pinaparating so yun feeling ko yun yung um, strongest point din ng, uh, ng fangirl ayun so that ends our MMFF episode no? um, sana we have another MMFF next year or later this year kasi January na to um, hopefully we see each other again all in the cinemas under healthier circumstances at kahit na hindi man kahit na magtuloy pa rin ang walang sine until the foreseeable future um, sana naging successful ang ano sana naging successful kahit papaano itong ano MMFF Kasi this is, oh. ano, eh, this is an experiment. Hindi nyo, magkakasummer MMSF. Uh, production, ang hirap eh. Kasi di ba, ang film production is so restrictive nowadays eh. Kailangan mo ng swab test for all of your crew. For... 
I'm seeing I'm I'm gonna predict siguro for for the next year, year, two years, five years, na there are gonna be a lot of smaller productions. Kahit na with big studios, mga small rom-coms with yung cast mo hindi dadami ng sampo that can be yung parang pwede siyang i-shoot in one or two locations. Feel ko dadami yung mga ganun kasi you know, budget is everything. Wala na masyadong pera and of course ABS-CBN had a very huge loss. So, paano na yung, di ba, Star Cinema, saan sila kukuha ng pondo? Pa- paano sila gagawa ng production? I think they're, they're starting to do that eh, with, with smaller budget production, smaller productions in general. Yung, baka they might get inspiration from productions like yung Game Boys, which was done, I'm assuming it was done relatively cheaply compared to, say, a big budget movie. But, But look at the ano, look at the the viewership that sh- that show had and and lucky, di ba? Kasi kamukha nung ano, ano yung teleserye, yung si Tony Labrusca. Yung parang nag-create sila ng mula sa studio, nag-create sila ng neighborhood para magmukhang nag-shoot sila sa labas. Pero nasa loob daw pala ng Omando. Yung bang U-turn, binuubos siya during pandemic, yung Princess Diaries ginawa ba siya during pandemic then I think U-turn corona? was done before the pandemic yung before pa okay before... <laughs> yung four sisters before the wedding parang isang part do na kunyari nasa Singapore yung batang Enchong di parang tingin ko ano siya casualty siya nung pandemic mm-hmm. kaya ginawang ganun pero nag nag-work naman ng konti na kunyari wala muna siya dun sa bahay makati naman ito ng ano, nung schedule issue nila. Kaya kunyari, nasa Singapore na lang siya. Kasi yung hotel na gamit nila, parang na-maximize na lang. Yeah. Siguro, ganun. Oo. I think ano din, yung, I think parts of that film were filmed before, pero mayroon pa ah, siguro yung chunk na. Hindi tapos na. Pero, oh. Like, tingnan nyo yung nangyari doon sa ano, di ba yung opening nun, nandun yung yung the, the OG na Four Sisters. Uh, na, yeah. Nag-uusap sila through a Zoom call. Na-feel na ko sa sa ano sa bahay-bahay lang nila yun. Eh, no? sila. So, ayan, movie magic. Tingnan na natin kung yung in, in, in the face of siguro limitations, parang creativity blooms. Ganun. Ayun. So, ayan. Thank you guys. Again, once again. Uh, sa susunod na film festival, kung kailan man yun, Oh, oh, nga, di ba? Oh, biglang may oh. ano, no? Biglang may to farm film festival ulit. Ay po. Ano? 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 And until next time, yun, bye-bye. Sure, okay, bye-bye. Bye. Salamat. Bye. 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 Happy New Year.